Hello nerds and welcome to another episode. In this one I once again talk about books with queer representation. And also all of those five books I'm gonna talk about are now part of my stack of favorite books. It's terrible. All of all of the books I own, at least almost all the books I own, are part of my favorites and it's it's impossible to pick one favorite. I don't know how people do that. I mean, I know some people who have one favorite book. I could never do that. How do you do that? I don't know. I, I might have a problem. Anyway, I'm gonna start with The Henna Wars. Already the cover. It's really pretty. You can see the main character and her love interest and the, I, I love the art style. It's, it's gorgeous. And also the colors. They're very pretty. Love it. And what is the book about? It starts with a preparation for a wedding. But before that, Nishat comes out to her parents. She fears, with a wedding about to happen, that her parents expect her to get married to a man at some point in the future. She would rather they know sooner than later. Only when she tells them she doesn't really get a reaction, they kind of ignore it. But later she overhears how they believe that she's just confused and saw things on TV that made her feel that way. They believe those feelings will go away eventually. At least she has her sister, Priti, as a supporter and together they get ready for the wedding that's about to happen. For that, Nisha draws, is that the right word? Hannah tattoos on her and her sister's arms and hands. And she did a really good job. It turned out way better than she thought it would. They arrive at the wedding and mostly care about the food. Understandably, food is the best. Especially when you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> anyway, after the food, they go to take pictures with the bride and the groom. Well, they intended to do so. But Priti wants to go to the bathroom to freshen up and stuff. And probably take some selfies. While Nishat waits, she unexpectedly meets her old classmate, Flavia, and she falls instantly and gets lots of gay feelings. Especially after they hold hands for a moment. It's a short moment, but it is, th it is there nonetheless. Anyway, it's not like they will see each other again, right? Well, 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 what a coincidence, because Flavia now goes to the same school as Nishat. Now in the same class, the teacher gives them an assignment. Either in a group or alone, they have to think of a business and the one who makes the most profits wins and gets some money. $1000 if I remember correctly. That would be around 100 bucks. Well anyway, Nishat has the idea since Hannah is part of a culture and then she's really good at it, to make that her business. However, Flavia has the same idea. As an artist, she's quite good. Only the way she does it, not good. As her first Hannah design, she stole the original one of Nishat from the wedding photos. Nishat is, of course, not really happy with it and they kind of have a fight about it. And now the cousin of Flavia is also not really kind about it. The cousin of Flavia is really... 
she's not a nice person at all, she's terrible. <laughs> and now Nishat, besides the reaction of her parents after coming out, has to deal with the racism and homophobia at school, while her culture is also being appropriated for profit. But she still has her sister, and together with her she makes the most out of it and keeps trying, even when someone keeps trying to cross her plans. It's not an entirely fluffy and cute romance story, since it does deal with racism and homophobia, but the author handles it beautifully and gets some light-hearted content in there as well. Well, as I said before, it's now one of my favorites. I love the relationships and I love the characters. Especially Nishat and her sister Priti. I love these two. They were amazing. I loved how they were supportive of each other. It was beautifully written and I highly recommend this one to you. You should read it. Go read it. If you don't have it yet, buy it. Jesus Christ, seriously. Read it. Please, it's really good. On to the next one, Lesbiana's Guide for Catholic School. The cover, again, it's so pretty. <laughs> I, lo I love it. Anyway, um, it's again not a fluffy cute romance story as it deals with racism, homophobia and depression. But it's still one of the best books I've read in a while. Definitely, definitely re read this one, you have to, it's so good. Yamila Flores is our main character, and in her old school she was outed as a lesbian by her best friend and crush. Afterwards, her friends called her disgusting and excluded her pretty quickly. Later, she and her brother get transferred to another school, a rich Catholic one, and Yamilet wants to start new. Meaning, she'll be straight and not fall for any girls only to immediately upon entering a school she finds a girl pretty cute. Anyway, Yamilet finds a group of people pretty quickly on the first day, but they turn out to be racist and in general horrible people pretty quickly. But she luckily finds new friends after a while. One of those being Boa. Boa with a pride pin on her back and openly gay. By the way, I always try to find the correct pronunciation of names when I'm not sure. I hope I'm not butchering any kind of names. I'm really sorry if I do. On the first day Yamilet was in the school, Boa talked about abortion and how everyone should have their own choice. Their teacher did not like it, but Boa kept arguing and it was amazing. Boa is great. Yamilet admired her for that and starts to sit with her and her friends during lunch. They became friends and while there were certainly feelings developing, Yamilet denies it, in fear of what might happen if anyone found out, especially her mother who had made some homophobic comments in the past. After going to a party where she got pretty drunk, she sends a message to someone and it, it just goes downhill from there. She feels alone and like she can't talk to anyone about it. Besides that, she also struggles to get a job. Just in case she gets kicked out, she wants to make sure she won't have to live on the streets. It's definitely not a cute love story. There's so much more to it and was amazing. It made me cry so many times. <laughs> Read it, seriously, every single page is great in this one. The next book I'm going to talk about is Here the Whole Time. A very cute and fluffy story, and very short. 
It does have some more serious undertones, but is it's mostly on the cute and fluffy side. Our main character is Philippe. When he was younger, he didn't care about being fat, and he even went to the pool where he met his neighbor, Caio. He and Caio quickly became friends and played mermaids together. When he was around 13 years old and the bullying he had to endure at school became too much, Philippe started hating his body and got insecure about showing himself. He stopped going to the pool and didn't talk to Caio anymore. Well, a few years later, before the Christmas break starts, his mother tells him that Caio will stay over the next two weeks. Caio's parents are gone for the time and don't trust him to be alone at home. They're are very overprotective. Anyway, Philippe gets stressed about it because he may or may not have definitely gotten a tiny, really big crush on this particular neighbor. And Caio is supposed to stay in his room. They certainly were roommates. Anyway, as mentioned before, Philippe doesn't like his body. And the day Caio is supposed to stay over, Philippe takes a shower goes to his room with only a towel around his waist and who sits in his room? Caio, of course. And Philippe understandably isn't happy about it and yells at him to get out. Not a good impression, but he apologizes later. They don't really talk to each other at first, but after Philippe lends him his copy of the two towers, they start to get along more. And by the way, that was the moment where I wanted to reread The Lord of the Rings again. I did start, but I didn't finish it yet. Anyway, those two do things together, watch a movie and become quite good friends. And who knows, maybe there will be even a start for a romantic relationship by the end of those two weeks. Maybe. Maybe not, but if yes, there is definitely something. Spoiler alert, I guess. Anyway, as I said, it's a very short book, but it's really good. I love the characters and how each of them actually have a personality and different insecurities. Getting to know them was a lot of fun. Read it! The next one is a fantasy book, Spellbound. Addison Rucker doesn't have an ounce of magic in him, but he loves it nonetheless. After his grandma passed away, who was a sorceress, he wasn't allowed to have any contact with the magical world. Thus he decides to apply to work for Antonia Hex, an incredibly powerful sorceress who runs a call center for magical emergencies. Despite Edison having no experience with hexes or curses, Antonia lets him work for her after he fixes her computer. She even gives him a new name, Rook, which might have more meaning than he thinks. Antonia is intimidating, but they get along and even become somewhat friends. Rook is now mostly in charge of the phone calls and gives Antonia the necessary information about the personal need of magical assistance. While Rook works here, he also works in a spellbinder, an illegal magical detection device, something no one should know about. And one day, while being alone in the office, he gets a visitor. Son, the grumpy apprentice to Antonia's rival colleague, Fable. After that, they meet more and more and eventually become friends. Everything is going well, until Rook comes back to work, finding Antonia missing and the office in disarray. Apparently, the magic consortium found out about Rook's spellbinder, 
and Rook flees from the building to the only people that might be able to help him, Sun and Fable. Only Sun's mentor is also missing. Now having to work together, they try to find a way to get their mentors back. This one is my favorite of her books. It was amazing from start to finish. I love the characters and their diversity. The relationships between all of them were really well written. And I liked how Sun and Rook got closer. It was adorable. It's grumpy and sunshine, uh, also frenemies to friends to lovers. It was amazing. It was fantastic. And the writing made me feel like I was in this magical world. And it was impossible to put the book down. Seriously, read it. It's, it was amazing. And the cover, don't get me started. It's so gorgeous. It's, I love the colors. Anyway, the next one, for the next one, get a cup of tea or a cup of hot chocolate, just any kind of beverage. The next one is the coziest read I've read in the past few years, actually ever in my entire life. You can't spell treason without tea. A while ago, Kyanthe, the most powerful mage in existence, asked Reina, her girlfriend and Garfa, queen, to run away with her, to open up a bookshop that serves tea. Reina didn't want to leave her post as a guard and they didn't talk about it for a while. Until Reina gets taken hostage by an assassin and decides that she's done with risking her life for a selfish and cruel queen. And thus she runs away at night where she meets up with Kyanthe. Together they settle in Tawny, a town regularly attacked by dragons. But the people there are really kind and some even help the couple to turn a barn into a rather cozy bookstore with worn floors and a fireplace, with tables where customers can drink their tea and eat some baked goods. But this town has some buried mysteries and of course the queen is rather unhappy about Reina leaving. Neither Reina nor Kyantha, of course, want to give up their shop and during their quiet fireside conversations try and find a solution on how everything can work out. This one is a really cozy and slow moving story, filled with puns and cute gay stuff. It was perfect. The writing made me feel like I was sitting in the store sipping tea and reading a book. If you need a cozy sapphic story filled with mysteries and puns, then read this book. There's also a sequel and I can't wait to read it. And also, again, the cover. It's so pretty. It fits perfectly to the story. It, it it's just it's one of the coziest covers I've seen. It's so pretty. Anyway, that's it with this episode. I hope you had fun. I sure did. Talking, talking about books makes me happy. It's nice. I also recently looked up how many books I've bought this year and it's 72. I don't know how that happened, but I have no regrets. You can never have too many books. I intend to one day live in a big flat that's just filled with bookshelves and, of course, books. Also, at least two cats. Anyway, that's it for today. Read all the books I talked about, they're all amazing. And have a lovely day, until next month. Bye!